My name is Jamie Piles. I joined Samaritan in December of 1996. We were homeschooling our kids and we were already thinking outside the world's box, if you will. And I saw a little tiny classified ad about this new kind of idea I'd never heard of before. My first reaction was, that's the kind of thing that we would do, isn't it? And so I finally called the number, talked to them, and the more I asked them questions, the more I liked their answers. Hey y'all, it's Monday. Welcome to Crosspolitik on the Five Life Feast Network. Pastor Toby Chuck Knox on the Water Boy as we head into summer. Summer's coming. Can't wait. It's actually yes. gonna be 80 degrees by the end of the week here in Moscow. I hope. <laughs> that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> it was like uh, I'll be sunburned by the by Sunday. Uh. Um, we're we're actually going to be adjusting our schedule slightly for the summer. We're going to be moving to four shows a week. Uh, so um, Fridays basically are going to be taken why? off. And why? Because. Our new app is being released on July, June 1st. Um, I'll pray that everything goes smoothly there. <laughs> Lord, no, Lord no willing. Tech, Lord willing. Yeah. Uh, there's no technology problems. And so we're also, we're, but the cool thing is, is because our app's going to be more, you know, uh, it's going to look more like a network and more function more like a, a Netflix, <laughs> like a TV network kind of concept. And so uh, because of that, we're going to start releasing more entertainment content, uh, including uh, shows like we're working on a show called This America. It's kind of a, Mike Road, Dirty Jobs meets Christian Economy. You can go to actually go to thisamerica.tv to, to see more what's going on there. Pretty excited about yeah, that. We'll play the trailer tomorrow. We'll on play the, show. the trailer um, this week. Uh, we're going to be working on some cooking shows. We're going to be working on a number of other kind of entertainment content, hopefully, some children's uh, anime coming up to reality show. R- reality show. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just not saying a whole lot about it, but yes, a reality show. <laughs> reality show. Centers around Gabe and his chickens. <laughs> so. <laughs> How, how many? Be a lot of death. How, a lot of death. How many of you would pay for that? <laughs> oh, man. Send, send your offerings yeah. to crosspolitics.com. And, and, and part of the reason, part of the reason for this, is we've been wanting to kind of turn the corner and head into a network for the longest time, and we kind of do it just as God gives us money and, and capacity and ability. So we're changing up our summer schedule a little bit to be able to kind of make room for us to go film a lot of this stuff and produce it and, and yeah. post and, and production time that we need for all this stuff. So which means. The more club members, we're turning this into pub TV, so our, our club members are becoming kind of the pub, right? pub TV, and uh, we're pretty excited about this because we know a lot of you guys have signed up to a club membership because you like us, you support us, you're you're in it with us in the fight, we want more of that too, but we also want to start bringing more value to our our, our network and the, and the entertainment that we bring you guys in your houses and everything, so that's kind of where we're going and we hope- Pray our, for us, our, become a member. Yeah. And recognize that uh, this summer, when when you go on Friday and look for a show and there's no show, you think, oh no, Gabe and Knox are making We're content yep. uh, for uh, for the pub, and uh, be looking for that. All right, classical Christian education has reminded us to aim education at truth, but the trivium has been used as a formula rather than a way of training students in discernment. To teach well, you must coach. Concordus Foundation is offering their third annual boot camp, a faculty summit from July 11th through the 13th in Moscow, Idaho. This is a three-day intensive teaching training where you learn to coach students using the Trivium so that you can meet students at all learning levels. You can learn more today at concordispartners.com. Come to Moscow uh, and come hang with us, get some training, and become a better teacher.
We're really grateful to have with us today our friend, Mr. Zach Lautenschlager. He needs uh, a theme song. I don't Zach, have one. I need yeah, a theme he's been theme on a yeah, number of times. That's enough. He, he does deserve a theme. Yeah, I think you right. I feel I'll, like I'll it's, like, it's like 99 bottles of beer on the wall or something like that, you know? Mm. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> We're sorry. Lautenschlager. No. I got 99 problems. Politics ain't one. Something like that. <laughs> I don't okay. know. I think. Zach serves as the publisher for The Sentinel. He's a 24-year veteran of professional politics, running and working on over 200 campaigns for federal, state, and local offices. He has lobbied in Congress in over 40 state legislatures and is the past vice president of the National Association for Gun Rights. Zach, thanks for joining us on CrossPolitik once more. Thanks for the opportunity, guys. It's a pleasure to join you. And uh, after hearing what you're working on, I'm uh, I'm super excited. I'm glad I was here to to catch up with you guys. <laughs> Apparently, to pay attention, I have to be here, which is just terrible. <laughs> That's kind of true. That's understandable, though, because you're you're busy with a lot of good things. Uh, so you are working on um, the Sentinel, which which people can find at republicsentinel.com. What is the sen- what is the Sentinel, and what makes it different than most um, news websites. So the Sentinel pre- presents you with both uh, honest news and conservative commentary from insiders. Uh, this is from people who know what they're talking about. I cover politics. Dennis Sarfate, newly retired Major League Baseball player, co- covers uh, American culture, some sports thrown in. Uh, we have uh, 20 reporters who cover their areas of expertise from uh, politics, business, and culture. Uh, but so the opportunity for uh, Americans to once again get back to what journalism is about in the United States, there's always had two, there are two factors. Number one is we're honest about our perspective. Have you ever noticed that in some places there are still towns, there are still uh, town newspapers called, oh, I don't know, the, you know, the Muskogee Democrat or the, you know, the Wichita Republican or, or well, what have you. There are still yeah. papers named for major political parties. Yeah. That's because they were being honest about their perspective. Um, and that's why we have opinion to this day. It's so that or an editorial or an op-ed. So you have the opportunity for the people that run the paper to voice their opinion. They're not robots. They're not automatons. They do have opinions and they're supposed to. Um, but now we've kind of gotten to this area where it's a, it's a catch-22. Darned if you do, darned if you don't. Because on the one hand, well, of course, news says we're, we're, we're unbiased. It's, it's, you know, it's the no-spin zone, whatever it may be. Um, but on the other hand, then they're constantly selling a subliminal and sometimes not so sub- subliminal message. Right. Um, that's dishonest. And so at the Sentinel, we strive to do both things well. Number one, we're open that we are we're open about the fact that we are not only coming from a conservative perspective, but that uh, many of us have been involved in the culture war for the last 25 years from a reformed Christian perspective. Um, and number two, uh, we strive to tell you the truth. We are going to report the news the way it is, um, and you are going to be able to factor for our opinion. Uh, because that is going to everyone writes even news, even journalism from a perspective. Uh, at the same time, you're going to have access to our cultural commentary, political commentary, stuff from the inside, stuff that you wouldn't get most other places. Most other places don't have someone who is still a registered federal lobbyist who has lobbied in 40 state legislatures, who's passed legislation in, in different, you know, in many different states, and who's run political campaigns. And so, when it comes to the Hill. Um, we have some we have some interesting perspective. Most places don't also have a major league uh, baseball player 
um, who is able to bring a unique cultural perspective. Um, and so we're, we're excited about it. Our flagship show is the Green Dragon Tavern, named not for, unfortunately, not for the tavern with the same name from the works of Tolkien, although they probably did share an ancestor somewhere in England. The Green Dragon Tavern is the name of the gathering place of the Sons of Liberty in Boston. It was actually owned by the Sons of Liberty. Um, it was uh, run by Dr. Joseph Warren. That's where Paul Revere left from to go on the on the ride. Um, this is where uh, the men gathered before the Tea Party, for example. Yeah. Um, and it's where Samuel Adams said when the royal governor would disband the legislature, he would say, let us go to the Green Dragon and talk a little treason. So that's our tagline. Hmm. Green Dragon Tavern, talking a little treason. You can catch it every Friday morning. Whoa, 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 hey. whoa. Hey, hey, you ain't slipping that in there like that. What you mean, talk a little treason? <laughs> it is a direct competitor. What you trying to get us yes, in trouble we're, for? We're no, what no, we no, do no. to you? No, no, no. We're talk a little about, treason. We're talking about the, the tagline. The, what you, what, what the treason. Of, what uh-huh. kind of treason are y'all talking about? <laughs> so we are talking treason in the same way Samuel Adams said that tongue-in-cheek. If you are uh-huh. uh, willing to stand up for liberty and freedom... If you are willing to do so and to fight for liberty and freedom, then you will be labeled treasonous by tyrants. Mm. Um, and so it is a long and loud American tradition to be unafraid of being labeled as uh, traitors. As Patrick Henry said, if this be treason, make the most of it. Man. He just keeps dropping it like that. <laughs> that was really good. <laughs> you know, I thought I had a problem with the name Christian Nationalist. Now I got to get over treason. We'll take the Christian Nationalists on any day. Um, <laughs> some, some, of, some of what's come out of their camp, uh, we disagree with. So. Zach, that's okay. I will get, I will get to that in a second. So, I know. Hold on. I got to okay, I gotta keep okay. going down this road right, because right. I know Zach and I'm trying to figure out out of all the things you're doing, why in the world are you starting a publication uh, or, or at least a, a journalistic site out of all the things you're doing in politics, you're, you're working with getting people elected in office. Um, is it, are we missing something in the, the knowledge base of the citizen that we need to correct? Um, are there not, enough resources out there that we can point to that are still good news? And why do you find yourself at the helm of it, of it all? That's all great questions. So I find myself at the helm uh, in uh, what I take to be God's providence. And there certainly are other people who could do this job. Um, but having run campaigns for 20 years, uh, congressional campaigns, statewide campaigns, media is a big part of what you do. Um, and personally, I'm really enjoying playing the other side. I really, I'm getting a kick out of uh, out of being the media instead of the media's target. So that part is fun. Uh, <laughs> as far as the bigger picture, you know, it's it's not about me. Um, the reason America needs something like this is because there is a ton of there's a vacuum. There's a ton of eyeballs who are looking for good news. And, you know, there are, and it's not just about um, the audio visual. We, we are in that realm, but we are primarily a print publication. Mm. Um, we have a growing number of podcasts and opportunities. There will continue to be more of those. And so we think they're good opportunities for them. But the primary thing we do is provide uh, printed news. And there are not very many um, American-based uh, publications of that nature. There's the big one that everybody thinks of. We think they do a good job on some things. We think that there are some things they can do to improve. And we think most of all that there is uh, plenty of room in that 
uh, arena for competition, which is only a good thing for everyone in a free market. Yeah. Uh, when there is good, healthy competition, if we all do it right, everybody's market share grows. Yeah. And that's that's the reason here. Americans need a place where they know they can go and look and they're going to get not only um, good news, but they're going to get other good content and they're going to get commentary on what's going on politically right now. Um, you know, the, the major... Um, fake news site that's become huge, of course, is Daily Wire. And uh, of course, <laughs> uh, we, we think they do a great job. You know, sure, let's just say it, right? We all know who we're talking about. Um, there are things that we differ on. I differ philosophically from all of their talking heads. But one thing that they don't have is someone who actually knows politics, someone who's done it. Um, and so that's something that we bring. Mm. You know, when I, I started, um, when we started Cross Politics, I started really paying attention to journalism like I never had before. And uh, one of the research um, uh, things I came upon was that 87% of journalists are registered Democrats right now, Uh, (laughs) Yes, which is crazy to me. Uh, And I mean, why I think Christians have largely abandoned like a lot of the like central, important, influential cultural industries and journalism is one of them. Uh, why has this been such a neglected um, discipline that that we don't touch, that we don't focus on? That's a good question. I don't know why. You know, if you go back, it certainly is a respected um, um, uh, vocation in American history. Um, How many people don't like Walter Cronkite? Right. How many people would say, oh, I hate that guy. Um, but he's if you if you think about the moon landing, that's his voice. Um, if you think about most of the rest of this, the things that shaped um, the beginning of the America of the America that we know that, you know, the political scene that we know today, it started in the 60s, 50s and 60s. And so uh, I think that I, I don't know why Christians have ignored this. It's it, Christians, unfortunately, in the last 50 to 75 years have ignored a lot of stuff. Right. There are, a, there are a lot of things that we need to do more of. We need to do better. I'm tired of watching Christian movies that are boring. And so um, <laughs> I'm tired of of paying attention to media that is uh, mediocre. There's a lot of alternative media out there or fake news or whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. not legacy, not lamestream, that just isn't very good. Um, and so I think that uh, that opportunity to do truly excellent stuff is there. And, and we hope that by looking at Republican Sentinel, or excuse me, RepublicSentinel.com, you will find that it is not only looks good, but that it also reads well, that it's well written and that it presents the information in a way that, uh, that you can intake and, and move forward with to impact your, your world, the world around you. Zach. So as you're noting, um, all, all news, um, publishers, um, are coming from a perspective. They, they have, um, convictions, um, bias even, um, and and while obviously before God we're required to tell the truth and be honest um, um, truth tellers, um, by virtue of there being a, just a finite amount of space on a page or a finite amount of time, you have to be selective with the stories you tell, the mm-hmm. um, the, mm-hmm. uh, the events you focus on. Um, and so that's been, that's colored a certain, you know, the, the, this heavily democratic leftist perspective, their bias, um, sees certain stories, certain events as the key ones that tell you what's going on in our world. Um, what can you tell us about what the Sentinel is doing in terms of, obviously this will be somewhat, you know, connected to you and, and, um, and Dennis and and your guys's perspectives and personalities and preferences. I mean, obviously some of that's in play, 
But I mean, I guess objectively, what are some of the stories and kinds of events and stories that you think um, get short shrift in major media that ought to be more front and center and things that you hope to make the Sentinel will help um, recover? So I think that um, looking at what are people clicking on right now is a really good way to, is at least one way to look at what framing are we going after? Um, right now, the Sentinel is acquiring more than a thousand new subscribers every day. Mm. Every day, a thousand people are subscribing to the Sentinel Wait and it has been going for a month. Yeah, we're really excited about it. We think that's going to, that trend will only continue when you see Legacy media like Vice News is inches away from bankruptcy, according to internal yep. reports. Yep. BuzzFeed is in serious trouble. They're, they're um, done. Washington. BuzzFeed's done. Are they? Wow. Are they? Uh, is, they were in trouble when I looked. Uh, it was probably Saturday. Yeah. Um, so that, that it may well be. And it takes all takes us a couple of days. And BuzzFeed and Vice were, I mean, think about it. Think about how huge they were. That's right. Vice was, was um, valued at $6 billion. That was their that was their their gross for their value. Hmm. Um, they now can't find a buyer for one billion. And from reports, Oof. it doesn't say. But reading reading that, I come away saying that sounds like they can't find a buyer for a billion because they are underwater. They're upside down. Yeah, they owe more right. than that. That's right. Um, and so um, those are serious problems. Washington Post laid off, I believe it was seven thousand, but it's thousands of people just laid them off. Uh, CNN is in trouble, serious trouble, and good old Fox News uh, can't bring their viewership back up. In fact, the most read article right now, number one in the trending spot, is Fox and Kayla McEnany slammed over filling Tucker's spot. Yep, right. I'm so looking at it people, right now. people yeah. are looking at going. We would rather read about Fox sinking than we would read Fox. <laughs> Um, well, and you know what, we went through this and we asked, okay, why, why is it that Tucker can post a video from his basement, get 80,000 views and, or excuse me, 80 million views. And, uh, Fox goes from 3 million nightly to 1.8 million nightly in the, in the, in Tucker's slot. Well, I think it's because Tucker understands Fox viewer better than Fox does. Yep. Uh, Fox doesn't understand their viewer and Tucker, you look at all the emails that were exposed and the texts that were exposed. Tucker has his problems. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not a Tucker apologist. I appreciate much of what he does. But the interesting thing to me about his commentary with and his discussion with the Fox uh, higher ups and his and his fellow um, newscasters, he was constantly explaining to them, no, 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 that's not what the viewers think. Why would you say that? Why would you do that? Mm-hmm. Why would you declare Arizona at 5 p.m. Mm-hmm. on election night? Why would you do that? There's no reason to do that. Mm-hmm. And constantly explaining to them, and then later they're like, oh yeah. So you know, there there are lots of things going on. As with anybody, as you guys know very well, you talk enough uh, on record and eventually you're going to say something that somebody can criticize. What? You're going to say something that the, uh, well, in our world, it's, uh, it's the, uh, the autistic Theo bros, right? So, <laughs> that's a great term, by the what? way, Toby. I find myself using it on a semi-regular basis. I, I, I stole it from Michael Foster yeah. just for yeah. credit yeah. where credit's due. <laughs> okay. So... But in, in any case, you know, that you can find something to pick apart about Tucker. Sure. You can find stuff. I can find stuff that's like, yeah, he shouldn't have said that. Right. Um, but ultimately, I think he understands the viewer. And so the viewers are looking at, at all news and going, you know, what? we are really tired of being fed the same baloney. We're really tired of being told you can't believe your own eyes. 
we're really tired of being told you have to accept what we say over your own ability to observe the world. It's not just like conflicting reports. Now we're saying that you can't believe your own eyes. Hmm. They're not chanting F Joe Biden in the, in the, uh, in the bleachers over there. They're chanting, let's go Brandon. Right. So uh, that's not a commentary on whether or not you use that language. It is a statement of historical fact. That's right. what happened. Right. Um, and so um, readers are looking at that. Um, number two in the trending slot is uh, a really great opinion piece from Eric Pratt, the president of uh, Gunners of America. Guns are not the leading cause of death among children. Um, great debunking right there. Number three, and this is a story that uh, we broke uh, life um, live, was it live action? Live, Lila Rose. Live action actually broke this just before we did, but we're reading through the UN. The UN constantly is having these, these extra little meetings where they publish papers and, and call for everyone to do things. And uh, in this case, I'm sure you guys have seen it by now, but UN calls for legalizing pedophilia. That was about a week and a half ago. Okay. Yeah. Still tops number third slot in all time, all things red. Um, so you can go down from there. Um, what we're focusing on is bringing forward the news or the opinion and analysis pieces that give you the information that you need that you can look at and go, you know what? I was wondering about that. I, I, was, I was just looking at that. Somebody said something. I saw somebody post something online about that. Where can I find real information that's verified or that, uh, that, that gives us the information that is available out there? That's very um, good. And how can it be broken down? How can we break down? What is the UN actually calling for? What does that actually mean? Yeah. That's, yeah. that's really helpful. I'm going to read this this go plug ahead, and, yeah, and, then, yeah. and then and then Knox, you can go. Um, we just mentioned this at the beginning of the show, but we have ourselves a very exciting summer coming up here at Cross Politic, and we want you to join us on this ride. First, as you've heard, we're no longer calling it the Fight Left Feast Club; it's now called the Pub. Second, we're launching a new line of content focused on family entertainment. Some of this content includes a new TV show called This America uh, that uh, that Gabe and Knox are going to film more next week on. Yeah, yeah. Um, a cooking show, a hunting show, live streaming of our conferences, of course, our past conference talks all bundled within our brand new polished Fight, Laugh, Feast app, mm -hmm. which will be dropping, Lord willing, on June 1st. So what are you waiting for? Head over to FightLaughFeast.com and join the pub today. Go to FightLaughFeast.com and join the pub. Hey, so Zach, you know, you've been you've been around the gun industry for a long time. You've worked with getting um, legislation passed for um, gun rights or getting some removed, too. So <laughs> um, but, you know, right. when. Uh, Seeing what happened this past weekend in Allen, Texas was an absolute nightmare um, in so yes. many levels. It was devastating. I saw more than I wanted to see. And the first thing that came to my mind was first, um, I, I pray for the families and people that were involved. But then I was thinking, oh, my goodness, there's enough going on right now to make everybody want to stop mass shootings. I don't care who you are. Nobody wants to see the carnage that we saw this past weekend. Nobody wants to see that. Um, but the way that we go about doing it has two different um, offshoots. One of them is get rid of all the guns. That's it. Ban the guns. Not going down that road. The other way is, and this is my question to you, what? Right. Well, the important thing, first of all, is to recognize that um, there was – uh, an incident in the Metroplex, which is what we call the FW Dallas-Fort Worth, uh, in which more people than were killed at the Allen Mall were run over by a dude in a truck mm. the same weekend. Mm. And we're talking within 
within 36 hours of each other. Mm. Um, and so I'm looking for that exact, if I can bring that up here, I will. Um, but this is, it, it is, it, that is a common story that does not get told yes, and that we're wondering, how do you keep people from killing people? Well, obviously depriving them of one means of, uh, of killing people doesn't do the trick. You can go to Japan where knife attacks kill scores of people. You can go to France where some dudes drove a moving van into a, I believe it was a marathon crowd or some kind of public gathering in the street, killed 40 people with a truck. Mm. And so mm. uh, banning guns simply is not going to fix the problem. And I think that everybody knows it. Yeah. The people that don't know it are are not paying enough attention and simply flipping on the news, getting information and going to the kids' soccer game. And, you know, I'm not, I, I don't like the low information voter sheeple um, trope. I think that, that sure. Are there people who simply don't pay enough attention? Absolutely. Are there a lot of people who are just trying to live their lives on both sides of the discussion? Yes, there are. And so, but there are in, anyone who's paying any attention whatsoever knows Biden knows AOC knows uh, Feinstein. If she still ha is cognitive she's, she's knows. Do, do, Zach, <laughs> do you think I, I'm curious? I mean, just, just like, I mean, I agree broadly. Do you think though, um, just to push back um, a little. Um, Great. The worldview of these people is, is, is that people are basically good. Um, their environment corrupts them. And that's sure. why the emphasis, the, the salvation is education. The, right. the, the salvation is we just need better schools. We need better teachers. Um, they need a little better, better government, better government, bigger government. Bigger government. You know, we, they, yeah. need, they didn't have opportunities like other people did. They didn't have the right medication. They didn't have the right nutrition. You know, they didn't have enough money, you know, whatever. But they blame rather than having a doctrine of original sin and understanding that we're fallen creatures in need of regeneration in need of salvation in Christ. Um, what is corrupting is, is not inside of us, but primarily outside of us. I mean, isn't it possible though that they, I mean, they actually believe that these, it, it, there's certain outside forces that make you more likely to commit evil things. Um, and so, um, and so there is this sort of the, the, their worldview doesn't allow them to see this clearly. And they, they think, no, look, guns kill people. Cause look, that's what they do. They shoot cars are meant to drive and yes, can they sort of accidentally or, or, um, uh, you know, analogously be used, um, for evil? Sure. Um, but if we're talking about corrupting influences coming from outside, um, isn't there a way in which AOC or Biden might honestly believe that, uh, guns really are more of the problem than cars or, or other things? First of all, Pastor, your question sickitates me. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Zach. What were you going to say? <laughs> what, does it do? what does it do to you? Oh, it's a great question. I don't know what that word <laughs> <laughs> That's a great question. And I, I would start by saying, I believe that the, the, the people who are, uh, who are consuming what is said by people in government, what is said by the news do have that perspective. I think that there are many honest people who are reasoning from exactly that worldview. And that's why it's not hard to accept the idea that's put forward that if we just make guns less available, quote unquote, that that will somehow um, change people's behavior. Right. But I do not believe having worked in Congress. I do not believe that very many, many of them, uh, we would call them Congress critters, actually believe those things. Okay. They believe in power. They believe in getting things done. They believe in building their own legend. They all believe they'll be president someday, et cetera, et cetera. But I, 
it is it is very deeply cynical. That is the reality. And do they have worldviews? Yes. But do they sell those worldviews on a daily basis? Most of them do. Um, AOC has. She didn't at the beginning. AOC was actually somewhat consistent to that worldview. She's not anymore. She she doesn't you watch her. She's she lashes around wildly and does crazy things that only someone whose head has been turned by opportunities for power actually actually does. And so, <clears throat> our founding fathers set up a system in which um, the uh, the unvarnished rank self interest of politicians can be harnessed to the public good, to the public interest through government by the consent of the governed. And so, if we don't like them, we replace them. If, if we don't like what they're doing, they go away. Uh, and that is how it works in America. It still works that way. People get frustrated because, well, I can't replace them. Yeah, but you're not really, you're not gathering up enough people to get the job done. Yeah. Um, and and when, when whatever body, whatever number of people is represented by this office wants a change, they get a change. Even, even with the cheating, they usually make a change. A change usually does happen. Mm-hmm. And so the further and further... Uh, and Amer- the American people stray from the morality that all the founding fathers talked about again and again and again and again and again, and saying that this government will only work, this constitution will only work if if the people are moral. This only works for moral people. Washington said in his farewell address that morality is one of the pillars that upholds free government. And if the people are not moral, it will not work. It will fall apart. Um, there were people who made the argument, people like Hamilton who made the argument that you need this, this illiterati, this literati who are, you know, they're, they are ideologically supreme. They are, they are, they're philosophically uh, superior to the people to rule. But Henry laughed at that. Right. And most of our founders said, yeah, it's not going to happen. They're going to get corrupted. The, the safety will be in an American people that replace them. Hmm. Um, and you can look back. There are all kinds of stories that we don't talk about. We don't talk about the fact that it was a dude plowing his field who reined in Davy Crockett, Congressman Davy Crockett, when he was going to vote for unjust federal spending, stealing from one person to give to another wealth with redistribution, and even though it was looked really good. And this is a dude out plowing his field. He stops to talk to Crockett. Crockett's out campaigning. Campaigning used to look like that, right? You're riding along. You see somebody in their field. You go over talk to them. Yeah. They stop plowing. You stand around and talk around the plow. I think that's super cool. But they're standing around talking and doing this. And he says, you know, Congressman Crockett, I'm not going to vote for you, again, even though I voted for you every time. Why? Well, why? And he tells him, because you, you are now spending federal dollars that you don't have the authority to spend. You're stealing. It's theft. Mm. It is theft. And Crockett said, boy, you're right. <clears throat> and he changed. Um, wow. because this dude, he knew this dude, if he changed his perspective, there would be scores of people potentially would follow. And that was a big deal. Uh, but so uh, I think that that's, I think that's where that goes. The, uh, Republic Sentinel.com Republic Sentinel.com. Can, can I, um, can we go backstage for one more? Yeah. Question? I, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Cause he, I, didn't, I, he didn't finish. You actually interrupted my question. It was how do we stop shootings? And so we'll yeah, talk about yeah, that. Yeah. Too. I, I want to ask another question back, okay. backstage as well. Uh, Zach, you got a couple minutes, you Zach, right hang there. with us? Absolutely. We should okay. have asked that first. If you're single, yeah. get married. If you're married, have you some kids. If you have kids, go baptize them. Until tomorrow, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast. This is Cross Politics. I hope my son is gay. And I hope that Jesus forgives him just like he does the rest of us. <laughs> Doug Wilson, Moscow minister and columnist with the Idahonian Daily News. The question that confronts us is what does it mean in a disobedient culture to be prophetic? There'll be a place for same-sex couples. 
Uh, no, no marriage. Even though it's the law of the land in the United States? Uh, just like Roe used to be. We want to turn the world upside down, and you don't turn the world upside down by being nice. I believe that we are in, in this polytheistic, pluralistic moment, and the desperate need of the hour is for our Christian leadership to say, Jesus is Lord, and there is no other. The Word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and marrow. Through the Spirit, God's Word changes lives. It cuts us to the heart and reshapes us. As you strive to read and study Scripture, having a good set of tools can help. From setting reminders for a great reading plan to word studies and commentaries that shed light on difficult passages, to listening on the go. The Olive Tree Bible app can help you dig into the Word wherever you are. Olive Tree Bible app. Read, study, listen, anywhere.